It is game day Thursday night football is upon us. The Steelers, the Vikings, it's going down. The only two teams that have not beaten the Lions. But hey, this is a huge opportunity for the Steelers to go from 6-5 and five to 7-5-1 and one in this game. They need this wins like this to finish the season strong. This is one of those games that they need to win if they want to make a real push at the playoffs. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. It's crossover Thursday, though. We'll get Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast for an exciting episode, breaking everything down. And today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on for a 100% deposit match. Let's get into it. You are locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter here with Luke Braun. It's Locked On Steelers meeting Locked On Vikings. It's always a fun time when that happens. But Luke, both teams... These are the, the only two teams in the entire NFL who have failed to beat the Lions. Of course, the Steelers tied them a few weeks ago. The Vikings, unfortunately, lost to them just last week. This is a Same point differential, baby. Say, yeah, exactly, Zero. right? It's, it's, yeah, so it's like, you know what? This is a special circle of hell uh, that, yes. that, that fans have to enjoy on Thursday, and we have to cover all of it. Yeah, I, we're going to be – I think we can make a run at the worst Thursday night game of the year. And there's been some clunkers, but I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I, mean, <laughs> I believe. Listen, that, that's an accomplishment because Thursday night football has traditionally been bad. Uh, but I, I thought it was interesting. Ben Roethlisberger actually took a shot at the NFL earlier this week. He, he was like, listen, the only person, the only ent- entity that wants this is the NFL because it makes them money. He's like, the players yeah. don't want it. The coaches don't want it. Nobody wants this. And maybe that's part of why it stinks all the time. But Luke, uh, let, let's get into the Viking situations. Um, injuries have been all across the NFL. It certainly hit the Steelers. It's hit almost every franchise. It's really hitting the Vikings right now. You know, can you update Steelers fans? What's the case with the biggest names in the team? I saw Adam Thielen's not going to play. I know yep. Christian Darrisaw wasn't practicing, and Dalvin Cook. You know that whole situation's crazy. Can you just let them know who who should the Steelers expect to play and not play that have been on that 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 list? Yeah, uh, Adam Thielen out, Christian Derrissaw out. Um, so you're going to get, I think, Oli Udo again at left tackle. You might get Rashad Hill at left tackle. That's going to be a weak spot at left tackle. That You guys should move TJ Watt over there. If I, I know he <laughs> usually comes from the other side, but the Steelers should move TJ Watt to, to rush against the left tackle. Um, and Dalvin Cook has a separated shoulder. He's mm-hmm. listed as questionable, but all the reporting right. has been that it would be a surprise. My guess is they're going to do like a game day warm up thing and see how it feels. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say a little worse than a coin flip on Dalvin Cook, probably. Um, but they are getting Eric Hendricks back, Anthony Barr back, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce are back. You guys are familiar with Michael Pierce, who's on the Ravens for a long time. Um, so the the defense is starting to kind of be whole again. Patrick Peterson came off of COVID IR. He's been a really important piece. So the defense is starting to become whole again, just as the offense falls apart. It's really great. 
Yeah, it's just it's one of those unfortunate things where you can't get all on the same page. Um, and, and that that that's been a struggle. I mean, Derisaw, I mean, from, from what I was able to see, he was looking good in the in, in he was in better, the, yeah. Yeah, he he was he was being an asset. Now not having him, uh, I know you got a, a former pit guy and uh, an O'Neill. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that, oh, was, yeah. that was supposed to help there. Um, he's a stud. Yeah, he, he's a he's a heck of a player. We I knew that about him when he was in college as a guy who covers pit now. Um, you know, there's uh there, there, there's a lot of home there. Uh, but you know, with the with just the issues that the, that the Vikings have had, what are the things that they can even lean on at this point that you look at and say, hey, well, this will still be here? I know Justin Jefferson has just been a complete and utter monster whenever whenever he's especially the last two weeks. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson's insane, but he's kind of the only guy on the offense right now, especially if Dalvin <laughs> Cook doesn't go uh, with no Adam Thielen. They have KJ Osborne. He's been a, he's like a wide receiver three type, though. Um, mm. So he'll he'll get a few catches per game. But um, yeah, he Justin Jefferson is insane. He's good at all the parts of the route. Like that's I think the the most threatening part of him is his versatile skill set. He is phenomenal at releasing off the line, and he made it a, an emphasis to work on that this offseason. Good at the route stem, good at breaking off the route, good at the catch point. Um, like, he's he can chew stuff up. He can uh, set you up and knock you down. Like, there's just nothing that he's bad at. So as a cornerback, there's nothing to attack. Right, and then that, that's, that's something that becomes very lethal because then you can't pick at anything. You can't jam the guy. You can't play off of him and, and time certain things. That's where someone gives it. That, that's where someone becomes a problem, um, and uh, we certainly seen that from Justin Jefferson. I wanted to ask you though. We got to talk about Kirk Cousins because people look at his stat line and think, Do we have Whoa, twenty five <laughs> touchdowns, three interceptions. What is going on? This guy's phenomenal. But you watch some of the games and you're like, oh, okay. And then you see him lining up under guard um, and, and things like that. Just your phenomenon of just watching. <laughs> You're phenomenal. Yep, just watching he did that. Kirk, Kirk, yeah, I just, I don't know how, I don't, I, I don't know how that, that, that happened. And, and it was just so beautiful. I think it was Dalvin Cook who was like, oh no. That, it was Madison, Dalvin, but yeah. That, oh, it was Madison. Okay, I was going to say, some, I just saw whoever that was in the backfield just be like, oh no, Kirk, get over. It, it, <laughs> it's just, it's been such a bizarre thing. But what, what have you seen from that he's got, he has good touchdown interception numbers. He just seems the weirdest moments where he's just like not there. Yeah, it, so all of the numbers that make Kirk Cousins look good, it is like an indictment of those numbers. Um, and, and it tells you what you need to know. But like touchdown interception doesn't tell you about situational awareness. It doesn't tell you about throwing short of the sticks on first down. Um, you know, it doesn't sh tell you about if you check it down, you get uh, eight yards. That probably looks decent on your passer rating. But that might not have been a good play if there was a wide open post down the field. Mm. And, and so those missed opportunities are kind of what uh, what have killed the Vikings offense at times. Um, there is a decent amount of stuff wrong with the Vikings. that just is not Kirk's fault. Offensive line sucks. The defense has had its problems with injuries and all that stuff. There's stuff that just sucks. And the, the offense is poorly designed. In my opinion, I, I do not like the offensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak right now. Um, but I think the biggest thing with Kirk cousins is situational awareness. When the clock starts to become a factor and you have to think about it and you have to start like uh, working under different parameters when the circumstances change, Kirk Cousins is not great at adapting to that. Um, mm. He kind of will run every play like it's the middle of the second quarter um, instead of running it like with, with awareness. You know, in, in a lot of two-minute drills, he'll throw very happily to the middle of the field and let the clock run. And <laughs> that has gotten the Vikings in trouble a lot. 
even in times when they like maybe have time to do it or whatever. But they had, I mean, they had they've had games the last of the game they won against the Lions. They ended up having a kick mm-hmm. a, a fifty plus yard field goal just because the clock kept running because Kirk Cousins kept running, throwing it over the middle. So that kind of stuff will contribute to losses, but not necessarily to stats, which probably explains that disparity. But not to sell Kirk Cousins too short. He has had some absolutely phenomenal outings, and he Mm. is a bit of a week-to-week proposition. He's accurate. He's got the arm. He's got all the talent you always knew Kirk Cousins had. Um, It's he's The way I describe him on every one of these crossovers is he's Ron Burgundy. He'll read what's on the teleprompter (laughs) no matter what's on the teleprompter. (laughs) Paint-by-numbers quarterback. And so you don't get any of the improvisational stuff you guys are probably used to going against with somebody like, you know, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield who are a little bit more runaround, schoolyard. Kirk Cousins is the opposite. He's a robot. He's a computer, but he'll do exactly what the coaches tell you. So coaches love it. Uh, that's certainly that's certainly something that coaches do like to harp harp on when you when you just basically hey be here at this time and, and you keep that, that that rhythm and flow before we we keep it moving I, I gotta ask about the defense first I gotta ask about how, how my boy Patrick Jones doing man uh he's doing okay he was coming along slow he's not getting a lot of reps he's getting like less than 10 a game right now but he's getting his his stuff and uh, there hasn't been anything too bad so far he's a little over aggressive. Um, so I think he's just got to settle a little bit, but that's part of the developmental arc. You know, every rookie gets a little bit too big for their britches sometimes, and then we'll make some mistakes. Um, but no, he's doing okay. And also Jalen Twyman's still coming along, although he's not going to play this season. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, very, getting healthy. Yeah. Very unfortunate situation with him getting shot before the season started, but was very glad to see it. it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, career ending or anything like that. So mm. hopefully see him going, but, but Patrick Jones, just an H2P guy over there. Um, you know, they, they had a big weekend winning the ACC title. Uh, just just last weekend but uh my real question about about this team is what is what is the way to attack it if the Steelers are to get going because the Steelers offense much like the, the you know the you were talking that their offensive line is not good they have this talented running back though he's been healthy but he hasn't he's been kind of a, a Ferrari in like you know a gutter garage with uh with the way that the Steelers <laughs> offensive line has blocked at times but he's also been a huge asset last week he got over 100 yards you know from scrimmage to open things up you know so what is the way that this if you if you look at this at the Vikings on tape and you say man a, a team better not do x y or z what are the what are the ways the Steelers should be attacking them yeah offensively so the Vikings have a very slow secondary Patrick Peterson's been mm-hmm. fine but he's he ain't as fast as he used to be but Sean right. speed's not his game um you know the safeties aren't Harrison Smith speed is not their game right so somebody like Deontay Johnson could be a really big asset to the Steelers in this. Um, somebody like, like, is that your speedster? Whoever your speedster is. I, I would, Send that I, guy on yeah. a big post. Yeah. <laughs> I would say um, Johnson and Claypool are pretty fast, but Johnson's probably yeah. the better guy to run that route. Yeah, like the, the, the take the top off the defense guy. And I know the Steelers, yeah, like to have a couple of those. So that is a big mismatch. And then I think... Um, the Vikings struggle a lot with stunts on the offensive line. Um, so stunts, twists and games and stuff, the guards mm. tend to overcommit. So to, if you watch the Vikings Browns game, the Browns absolutely killed the Vikings on this. They've never rushed more than four and they absolutely mm. demolished the Vikings offensive line. Um, and, and then like I mentioned before, the left tackle spots, a big weakness with Christian Darisau. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing to watch. We'll, we'll see what the Steelers do. Of course, they got T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith for this game. Um, we're going to we're going to flip the script in a little bit here. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. 
but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has stat hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against the thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat hero puts you in control of your fate. With stat hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and stat hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat hero is head-to-head what daily fantasy should always be one-to-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, all capital letters on one word, for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, moving on with this crossover Thursday. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. Christopher Carter here with Locked On Steelers. Hello, Vikings fans. Hello, Steelers fans. Uh, So it's my turn to ask you about the Steelers. And I sure am uh, curious, but I guess I'm going to start with the quarterback. Uh, Sounds like this is now the last ride for for Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Do we believe in him? Is he cooked? Is he done? Or does he what does he have left? Ben Roethlisberger is is uh, it's definitely in the, the last rights, but I will say this: I, I don't think Ben Roth. Yeah, like like this, like look, there's no, there's no hiding it. Like when when it came out, when it when Adam Schefter was like, "Hey, so he's telling other people, like, no, Adam, we really didn't see that coming." Uh, you know, yeah, when he's, when he's, <laughs> it was clear on his, when he's falling on his face as he's throwing passes sometimes. But I will say this. Ben Roethlisberger isn't some, you know, weaponless guy. He's not a guy that's just that's just he can't make plays anymore. But he's also you you've seen how he's played throughout his career, right? He's never been the extra cerebral quarterback. He's always been instinctive. He's always bought more mm-hmm. time and then made plays like, oh, I, I can just make that play. He can't do that part anymore all the time. He can't just take hits, throw them off, and then throw a 50-yard bomb. He has to be smarter. And he hasn't, you know, he's still not that cerebral guy. But what I see out of Ben Roethlisberger is if you give him you know, good one-on-one opportunities, he'll he'll be able to hit them. You saw that last week in the fourth quarter against the Ravens when he led them to 17 fourth-quarter points. Um, he led them to, I think, 24 fourth-quarter points or 27 fourth-quarter points against the Chargers. Um, you know, see, he's been a guy that's been starting to feel himself later, but a lot of this has to come from leaning on his weapons. The re- that's, that's the reason they got Najee Harris, the reason they got Pat Fryermuth. They wanted to give him opportunities to just say, hey, get it to this guy, let him make the people miss. That's been the bottom line for being Ben Roethlisberger. He's not, he's not chucking the ball. 50 yards down the field all the time anymore he's looking to say hey catch this ball run beat the guy in front of you don't make me have to throw this ball 40 yards more than like three times a game got you yeah the one-on-one thing scared me because uh the the vikings have struggled in like one-on-one deep shots with dpi mm. and so i feel like this the take your dpi over okay one more quarterback question when Roethlisberger retires and the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins to the Steelers, should Don't we draft him? No, 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 no. Don't you do that over here. No, no, no. We just did a whole segment about Kirk Cousins and how you're scared of him. No. You, that's your guy. You keep Come on. on you take on. We'll take some of the money on. We'll take I, I, so, You get like 25 mil. We'll take 10 million extra on. We'll be in rebuilding mode anyways. 
mm, you 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 know what? We'll take the ten. You take the twenty five. That 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 sounds a lot like 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 a, like a fair deal. What you asking me? Putting Kirk Cousins people on me to get out of here with that, Luke? Yo, come on, come on. Hey, so you know what Kirk Cousins used to say? You like that? I don't like that. that that's where there you go, right there. Shh. <laughs> okay, okay. In all seriousness, weapons, right? You mentioned Najee Harrison for Amos, but honestly, I'm a little more worried about the outside just because of the way the defense has been struggling this year. Um, so tell me about. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. I mean, who's who's the big play? Are those the big play guys, or is it somebody else? No, it's definitely – it's mainly Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool is still a guy that when you get the ball in his hands, he's dangerous because he is fast. He's tall, he's fast, and he is strong. Like, he, he has it. But Chase Claypool does this thing where he jumps when he doesn't need to jump. Like, you'll, you'll throw him a ball. It's, like, right here at his chest, and he'll still go up in the air and catch it. <laughs> the Charles Johnson. Right. Yeah, we're familiar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're just, we're just like, <laughs> huh, what – Why'd you do that? But but again, second year player. This time last year, when Deontay Johnson when his is in his second year, everyone was looking at him like, "What? What are you doing? Like, like you're dropping all these passes." But Deontay Johnson is the true weapon of this offense. He was the drop king last year. I think he had like 14 or 17 drops or something like that. I think he has three on the season right now. He leads the team with 916 receiving yards, six touchdown receptions. He is a polished route runner, and he is dangerous with the ball in his hands. He's the closest thing that they've had to an Antonio Brown since Antonio Brown has left. Simply because simply because of his shiftiness he completes his routes uh and now he's catching balls in traffic he's you know he's very hard to press because of how shifty he is off the line of scrimmage that's the guy that if i'm the vikings i circle him and i say do not let this man beat you because if he does ben roethlisberger ben roethlisberger with his arm in the state that it is he can still get the ball out there but he he much prefers the more college open you can get that's what he wants to do because he knows that sometimes that ball will come out and it'll flutter a little bit and if it's tight coverage it's more like the the pick but Deontay Johnson he gets such good separation I mean Marlon Humphrey I'm not here to make fun of anyone for getting hurt but the reason he got hurt and he's now out for the season the Ravens top cornerback is because on a touchdown play you saw Deontay Johnson go inside stop really quickly and go back outside Humphrey reacted way too late and then had to dive to try and stop him and it messed and, and in the, the dive messed up his shoulder and it was just Johnson has become that good where Marlon Humphrey used to be the guy that would take away the Steelers number one guy yeah, yeah. Johnson took him took him out so it's just that's how good he's gotten and he's become the go-to guy for Ben Roethlisberger very nice um, I want to flip to the other side of the ball and check in on I believe the oldest defense in the league after <laughs> the Vikings uh, how's it going over there the are they tired yet well, th- here's the thing. They're they're trying to stay healthy. That's been the biggest problem. Yeah. They're, they're really the oldest defense in the league. That's a, a second oldest I defense. thought I, so. I might be I, wrong. I, okay, so I, I think that might have been a factor a, a, a couple years ago, but they have really put in a lot of youth on on this defense. Joe Hayden is old, yes. Cam Hayward is old, yes. But Tyson Alulu hasn't played you know, since like week two. Um, and I was, think he was part of that, that yeah, last I saw he, it. Yeah. He's like 35 years old, so he like kind of ups yeah. the ante. A, a bit there but I mean this, the thing is is they're trying to find continuity now they, they do have the best defensive player in football in TJ Watt he's just a menace 16 sacks in 10 games and he just keeps getting better he did three and a half against the Ravens last week he is the the record there but they have they, the, what they've been looking for is role guys you know the make of Fitzpatrick still an elite safety back there he, he he's now on a interception streak he's had uh one in each of his last two games um but they they need guys to fill in Cam Hayward's been phenomenal but they, you know, without Stephon Tuitt, he's been gone all season long. He had 11 mm. sacks last year as a you know, interior defensive lineman. 
Um, they were struggling to find an answer. They thought it was Isaiah Bugs out of Alabama. He hasn't really worked out. But last week, they went and got Montravius Adams, a practice squad guy off the Saints, and uh, he was huge against the Ravens. He was taking on double teams, and that's been the biggest factor is that Devin Bush, who came off his ACL uh, injury this year, this year he, he had started really hot, played really well against the Bills, and then ever since then, he's just fallen off a cliff. But it was because, in my estimation, a lot of offensive lines were getting to the second level and hitting him so much that it was like, I can't be the speed factor that I want to be. In his last Ravens game, he didn't have a great stat line, but you saw him cutting off plays a lot more often. The Steelers need those role players to fill in. They did that job against the Ravens. They, they, that allowed Minka Fitzpatrick to have an interception. T.J. Watt to have three and a half sacks. Heck, Chris, Chris, Chris Wormley had two and a half sacks, and he's a former Raven. Um, so – they, they have they still have the playmakers, but to allow the playmakers to be playmakers, they need the role players to step up. Um, if I'm the Vikings, I'm looking at trying to find ways to, to use Justin Jefferson to get him matched up with Akella Witherspoon. He had a good mm. week last week against the Ravens, but uh, you look back and they haven't really trusted Witherspoon too much. And he will most likely start this game after, you know, only uh, after Joe Hayden, you know, he'll still be out for like a third or fourth game in a row. Um, Cam Sutton's a much more responsible cornerback. He's been more comfortable on the outside. Uh, so if I'm the Vikings, I'm going right at a killer Witherspoon. But, you know, it, it's going to be a question. Can the Steelers role players play like they did last week? If they do, this defense will have a chance to make big, make big plays. Gotcha. Got <clears throat> Excuse me. Gotcha. Yeah, that is um... – it's been a really interesting thing for the Vikings is trying to get opportunities for Justin Jefferson. They targeted him 14 times last week, so they did it last week, but there have been times where he goes with like five targets um, and, and the other team can just kind of double him all day and the Vikings just fall apart. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if the Vikings can find a way through all that, especially with, I mean, I guess there's going to be a lot of pressure in this one. Um, we still have some talk to do here. That's going to be all that's going to be on my show on Locked On Vikings. But for Vikings fans, go check out Locked On Steelers and you can find the rest of this conversation. But before we do that, we got to talk to you guys about On Location. Super Bowl 56 is at SoFi Stadium, and it's less than 100 days away. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. And as always, we're brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline has, your, has you covered all season long. With more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website app to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, in all caps, no spaces, to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, Luke, it's time to talk some matchup situations. Now, we've talked about okay. each each team's, you know, you know, you know, injury wise and who's who, you know, who's you know, who you're, you're looking at and saying like, man, this could be a big problem or this could be a this could be a good situation. But who, give me a matchup 
for the Vikings that, that, that you're really looking forward to say, hey, this can be the key to getting to, to victory. This can be the thing that you pick at a lot in this game to get a W. And then vice versa, the, the matchup that you're worried about, like, man, if they really go at this part here, then the Vikings are in trouble. Okay, I'll need your help because I don't know the Steelers that well. Do you have a good nickel corner, good slot corner? Eh, Arthur Mollett. Okay, you know, he's, Justin yeah. Jefferson versus him. Okay. They, <laughs> they're going to do what LSU did with Justin Jefferson then. Um, put them in the slot, see if they can't catch you. I don't know how much man coverage y'all like to run, but if if you run a lot of man coverage, put Justin Jefferson in the slot, have him run like smash fades and stuff and win at the catch point down the sideline. Uh, they love to run Justin Jefferson on fades, either mm-hmm. from outside or the slot. That is like Kirk Cousins' favorite ball to... Uh, Justin Jefferson, he throws it beautiful, beautiful sideline fades that are good for like 25 yards. And so if you have, how tall is Arthur Millette? Not, not that tall. He's like, like a short co- slot corner. Yeah. yeah. Like not, so not, he's just going to go high short, point. Not, 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 <laughs> hold on. I'm actually going to Google this. Have we got to dig at every other AFC North team in this now? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're working on it. We're, we're, we're trying to get there. Let's see. Arthur I'm super Mollett. not bitter about losing to all five, of them. Five. <laughs> 510 he's 510 so i mean that's yeah not like okay so that's that's but that's that's me. yeah that's my height <laughs> who among us uh yeah no justin jefferson high pointing balls against that is is a matchup i would say um what what about you what what is a matchup you're you're feasting on i mean you you have to look at the passage we talked about it before but yep. the steelers last week was actually very interesting because most of the pressure the steelers had gotten this year was from not blitzing they were just sending four they said we trust tj watt cam hayward alex highsmith and then the mix of whoever has played the other interior defensive line spot to just get pressure with four but last week against the ravens they started blitzing they blitzed more than any other team that they have ever they blitz they played all season and they got seven sacks on lamar jackson I can see them maybe trying to do that. A big thing, though, to protect, to protect against, though, like you said, with Justin Jefferson, I'm really intrigued to see if he draws the Minka Fitzpatrick treatment because what the Steelers have mm. done when they when they find, like, against the Raiders, and this is what allowed Henry Ruggs to break out, but, like, they, they said, Darren Waller, you're not getting a, a clean matchup, buddy. Everywhere you go, Minka Fitzpatrick will be over top of you, and that gives one-on-one opportunity. So that, that that's where I'm intrigued to see. But I, I think the pressure – coming work working with the covers that was the other part of last week it wasn't just they just got pressure on Lamar Jackson the whole time they were having good coverage around the field and not giving him that many open looks so then they became coverage sacks but that pressure has to work in this game to be able to save them from Kirk Cousins being comfortable and being in rhythm like you said the way he likes to be boy do I have good news for you Uh, (laughs) okay do you have a strong nose tackle like a power nose tackle I mean, if Montrevious Adams is again this week, he wasn't really, he hasn't really been. Tyson Alulu was supposed to be that, and he was a huge yeah. part of what they were hoping to bring like a back. A big Vince Wilfork zero tech type. Yeah, nah, they don't. They don't got okay. that. The, 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 what they have is Cam Hayward up front. He will be a monster to stop in the middle, but he's not a nose tackle unless they choose to use him that way. I don't think they will. Montrevious Adams played well last week but again practice squad guy one week we'll see if he does that in back-to-back weeks on a short week got you yeah so the vikings currently because they've had this whole drama at center with garrett bradbury the first round pick who got benched in the middle of the season for mason cole who was a third round pick for the cardinals a bunch of years ago who they traded for now mason cole has moved to right guard because they had to move Oli udo who was playing at right guard to left tackle um and Bradbury's back at center. Bradbury is not a strong center. His whole deal mm-hmm. is that he gets bull rushed backwards. He's got good technique, he's good in the run, all that stuff, but he, he gets bull rushed backwards. So if you have a nose tackle with a bull rush, 
him against Garrett Bradbury scares the bejesus out of me. <laughs> See, that could that could be a factor in this game. Again, Montrevious Adams doesn't come off as the guy who's going to like completely destroy someone in front of him. But what he's done and what the Steelers need to, to happen in this game is for him Wormley and Hayward to just hold down that defensive front and keep Devin Bush and Joe Schobert clean so that they can make tackles on the run game. Cause that's going to be my big thing here is yeah. The, the, the Vikings offensive line is beat up, but what's, what's killed the Steelers. And so in a lot of the games they've lost this year is that they have allowed run games to go unchecked. That's how the Lions tied them. Essentially. Mm-hmm. They just ran the ball. J- Jared Goff didn't have to do much in that, in that game. Um, that's how the Bengals really, really beat them. You look, you look at that game, Joe Burrow. I mean, he was efficient, but he wasn't, deadly and it was joe mixon who killed them uh so i i look at this as saying hey you know what a big weakness that i see that could work in the vikings favor is if you know they the steelers played well against the run last week but can they keep doing that they did they they played the run well against the browns too and then we saw them giving up a a bunch of yards to other teams after that so if i'm the vikings i know dalvin cook might not play in this game but i'm trying to figure out a way can can we access this because Guys like Alex mm-hmm. Collins, guys like uh, I'm, I'm just gonna just start blanking on all the backup running backs they played this year. Jamal Williams <laughs> from from the Lions, but just guys that you wouldn't think would be big problems have been big problems for the Steelers. And if so, if I'm the Vikings, I'm trying to find a way to see if can these guys get busy and challenge the Steelers to tackle us in space. Yeah. So the the two backups. So you know about that. Alexander Madison, I'm kind of a hater of his, but he has gotten a lot of yards and stuff. Um, I don't like his vision, but he's a thumper. Like, he'll he'll fight through tackles, and he's he's really difficult to bring down. And a that, fall forward for problem. three yards. The Steelers have a okay. tackling problem right now. Well, yeah, he's a fall, fall forward for three yards kind of guy. And then the next oh. running back is uh, Kenny Wangu, who is a rookie out of Iowa State. You probably remember him as a kick returner, which is m- like most of his ah, deal. He's in at running back in, in sparingly, too. And he is like a 4-3 blazing fast jet sweep guy. Oh, uh, and they haven't quite been able to, to get that going because he's got his vision. He's a rookie and he's not seeing the field and stuff. But uh, th- there's your running backs. So it, we might ruin some run plays on our own, just not seeing the right hole. But if you can get to the second level, start fighting through guys, then maybe the Vikings have an advantage there. That could be certain something to look out for, Luke. This is going to be an interesting matchup. We will. <laughs> That's we one will, word for it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was just like, woo, baby. Yeah, Thursday. Over under football. third quarter when you fall asleep. Oh, gosh, I mean, I wish I could fall asleep in the third quarter, but uh, still, it's going to be a game that I think the Steelers fans still have hope that they can fight back. I mean, the AFC is a complete mess over here, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's you know, like the Ravens are falling apart. The Titans haven't been all that. The Browns aren't who they say they were. The Bengals will be elite one week and then trash the next. Uh, the Steelers are the same way. It's just kind of just stay alive is what the story in the AFC is right now. So that's what the Steelers are hoping. That's what Steelers fans are hoping their team can do uh, Thursday night in Minnesota. Luke, thanks so much for doing the show with me. It's always a pleasure to do crossover Thursdays with you. Let me know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yep. Uh, you can find me at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Shows at Lockdown Vikings on Twitter. Um, you can find Locked on Vikings podcast anywhere you find this podcast of Locked on Steelers. And I also write twice a week at zonecoverage.com covering mostly the Vikings. Um, sometimes I'll actually do a Packer article here or there in the postseason. Might do that again. That doesn't hurt you when you do that? because uh... Oh, deeply. <laughs> <laughs> but so does, I mean, the Vikings hurt me too. So it's just, I mean... <laughs> It's like the world of pain. It's just like, yeah, yeah I've accepted This it. is the bad place. I've accepted that. <laughs> we hope that it does get better for the Vikings soon. Just not this week. Yeah, after, yeah maybe after not today. <laughs> maybe not today. Right? 
but uh, but but Luke, it's always a pleasure to do this show with you. Uh, I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I cover the Steelers and Pitt football and basketball. Um, also, you can check out check out Locked On Steelers, just like you check out Locked On Vikings on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit this like button and subscribe button if you see these seeing this video on on there. It helps both of our channels out. Thanks so much for checking us out. Be sure to tune in to Thursday Night Football. It should be 